On this episode of The Playbook, I have Brandon Marshall, former NFL wide receiver and the founder of the House of Athlete. And the two of us are going to discuss building a daily routine and how that improves your mental health. Join me for all this and more on The Playbook. This is The Playbook, where I give you access each week to the world's greatest athletes and executives about their personal and professional playbook and what has made them champions on and off the field. This is The Playbook. I have one of the best wide receivers ever to play in the NFL. He's now looking to help other athletes. That's why I have him on The Playbook with his new brand, The House of Athlete and even tackle some more important issues with his new podcast, I Am Athlete. Welcome to The Playbook, Brandon Marshall. Hey, I uh, really appreciate you having me, man. What a, a great welcome. I love it. You're amazing. I, you know, work so much in the realm of happiness. I don't know. My mission in life is to empower over a billion people to be happy. And one of the things that we find is the more successful we are, the more happiness is kind of placed upon us and we kind of lose sight whether we're happy or not. I was hoping that you could share with us your playbook to happiness and how you were lost when you were young, even though you're one of the most successful people probably in the world, yet you were unhappy. Right. And how long and how did you find out you weren't happy? Yeah, well, I think it's all a part of the process. I mean, as far as me not being happy, uh, it's all a journey. And I just believe that you have to have a championship routine in place um, to be able to unlock your full potential to, you know, really get to peak performance, no matter who you are, if you're a professional athlete, if you're at home dad, at home mom, a nurse, a doctor, it doesn't matter. Like you have to lock in. There's five things that I believe in um, and I call them our, my pillars uh, that, that we have to do no matter who you are. Number one, we have to train, you know, uh, you know, if you want to be your best self, you, you have to feel good. You have to be healthy. The second thing is fuel correctly. How many times we put just terrible things in our body and, and, and it affects us emotionally, physically, uh, spiritually. Like you really have to lock in on how you're fueling your body. We're talking about, you know, supplementation. You know, do you hydrate? You know, do you know that if you're dehydrated, performance decreased by 20 percent? The third pillar is mental fitness. Like you got to be able to work on both ends of the spectrum. You know, some days you may be dealing with impairment, some anxiety, some, de you know, depression. But on the other hand, you know, there's, I want more out of my brain. I want to take my mind to a whole nother level. I'm trying to lock in and go to another place. So you have to have a game plan on both sides, whether, you know, you're tapping into meditation, you're tapping into a little bit of noting, mindfulness, and then on the other end, you may need talk therapy. You may need to talk to somebody, depending on what you are dealing with. And, and, the, and the fourth thing is recover. You know, it's important for us to understand sleep is important. It's, it's important for us to understand that, you know, there should be a time where you shut off. Uh, and the fifth thing is tribe. I haven't seen any successful person make it to the top without a team. You know, um, team is everything. Uh, we were meant to do life with other people. So those five pillars, uh, I truly believe we all need to tap into those things daily, have a routine in place, time block it uh, so you can reach your full potential. Well, you're speaking my language. The one thing that I find so interesting working so many years with athletes myself on the executive business coaching side, mainly, and obviously as a sports agent with Lee Steinberg for so many years running that firm, is that 
we don't transfer over what makes us successful oh. when we're athletes, right? Like I talk about <laughs> coaching and an athlete will tell me, well, I'm not really sure, Dave, I need a, a business coach or I don't need a mindset coach. I say, hold on a second. You, you're one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, of all time. Right. How long have you had a coach? Well, since right. I've been five. Okay, so now you're going to enter the business world and think that you don't need a coach anymore. Why do you think there is resistance on the mindset side? You know, I think the nutrition side, you, you, you can't be a professional athlete if you're not fueling your right. body correctly. You know, I think right. that one's right. easy for athletes, but it's really hard for executives. Entrepreneurs, on the other hand, they don't realize how much energy they need and what they're putting in their body and traveling right. and no recovery. But the reverse is true about the teamwork and the coaching side. I see that athletes have a real resistance to what made them successful on the field when they get off the field. Yeah, I wouldn't know if it's a resistance, but or or if it's uh, just ignorance, right? Like when you play sports, you know uh, there's a playbook, you know the rules, you know uh, there's coaches, you know you you know what comes with it in business. Uh, you don't, there's really not a game plan or playbook for you to say, okay, this is how you're supposed to operate as a CEO. You know, there are obviously there's a ton of books out there. I believe in divine mentorship, studying the people who came before you, but you know, we think we need to go out there. We are the CEOs. We're the founders. We have to make it all happen. And the reality is, you know, you have to understand that, you know, like you said, there's somebody out there that can navigate you through this Congo. A lot of us haven't been through the business Congo. So go find someone who has and let them walk you through it. Um, so that's it. It's definitely interesting. It's one it's one of those things that I've definitely tapped into. Um, and, and I think that's why we've had so much success so fast, so early, because I was able to say, you know what? I don't know what the hell I'm doing. You know, let me go find somebody who does. My gut feels right. You know, the vision is clear. Now I just need to be able to operate and execute. And you have and you know, House of Athlete and you've invested in it, personally invested into your business. What are some of the key attributes that with your new brand have made it such an early success? What are some of the things you think differentiate yourself in the market as a brand? Well, um, wow. So $4.3 trillion industry, when you think about wellness, and a lot of times you got to jump from place to place to get everything you need. Um, really nothing special about what we do. What I've, what I've done is taken my 13-year experience of playing in the National Football League and infused that into this, this boutique fitness concept. And the athlete is our niche. Uh, you know, when I walked into the Jets and the Giants facility, I had coaches there. I had athletic trainers, physical therapists, massage therapists. You know, I had a recovery room, I had nutrition, I had everything I needed. So when you look at the guys out there who are crushing it and doing a phenomenal job, the soul cycles of the world, the orange theories, the equinox, and, you know, LA fitness. I know everybody's struggling now, you know, because of uh, the pandemic, but th that's the top 1%, right? But that you can't go there and get that type of, uh, of treatment and that type of attention, um, you know, that, that you may need when it's, when it comes to nutrition or taking care of your body, 70% of, you know, results we get is how we eat. So why, when I go into one of these places, why, why, why isn't there someone there teaching me about micronutrients and macronutrients? We had that, you know, with the Jets, the Giants and the Dolphins and the Broncos. So that's what makes us cool. Uh, but, I, but I would also say that, you know, our brand, it, it's all about the experience, like every touch point. As soon as you 
you know, drive on, drive in a parking lot. You know, what is, you know, what are the customer, what are the athlete, what are they seeing? What are they feeling? You know, what are they hearing? You know, every, everything matters, the details. And I think that's what we learned in sports. There's a lot of guys that can jump high, you know, everybody's super talented, but the things that separate the good from the great is the details and people doing their job. So how do you lead with love? How do you lead, you know, unapologetically where people, you know, say, you know what, what he's saying is tough. I need to hear it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to run through a brick wall for this guy. I trust this guy. When you were playing in the league, you know, for those 13 years, give me one player that stands out to you that kind of encompasses or represents what the house of athlete is about, what those pillars are, one of those subtleties yeah. of success, someone that made themselves great, that maybe wasn't the greatest talent, but right. utilized all the capabilities that you're discussing and that you teach and empower people with. Is there one person that maybe you could share with us that you mentored you or, or you looked at and watched? Well, I mean, there's so many people that mentored me, um, you know, but as far as someone who, you know, really uh, epitomizes like, what the athlete lifestyle is. There's so many. I mean, you got Russell Wilson out there. He's a guy that really invests a big time in his body. You have the big names out there, Tom Brady, LeBron James is of the world. But there's so many people out there that just do it right. Drew Brees, Eli Manning. Uh, and even these young guys now, they they know now. Like, they know that their body is a they're a walking corporation and they have to invest in it. Back in the day when we when I first got in the league, guys just came and they wanted to run as far as they could, as fast as they could, to their tongue, fell out their mouth, lift crazy weights, and didn't understand that nutrition was key, that sleep mattered, you know, recovery was king. They didn't understand those things. So people understand that now. I think athletes get it. I think uh, teams get it. That's why we're starting to lean more into sports science. We want it all to make sense. So there's so many guys out there that's doing it right. You know, things have changed over the years when I was – running Lee Steinberg, the big sports agency, especially on the mental health aspect. Um, you know, there was players that were struggling, you know, players, d depression, anxiety. Um, and, you know, the agents would know information, but they would guide uh, the player not to mention it to the team because they were afraid of the consequences uh, of being able to share that they may have some mental health issues or struggles or concerns and it became counterintuitive for the athlete to protect themselves because their livelihood was determinative upon them being mentally spiritually and physically sound uh, right. to a higher capability than anyone could imagine yeah. and so there was almost like this unspoken conspiracy that you would you know deter an athlete or suggest to them you know that to seek help don't say anything right you don't have to comment on that part but for you you have helped so many people because you've brought it to the forefront, the mental yeah. health awareness side of it. What do you suggest today to athletes that may be struggling, you know, with mental health issues, or they may have some concerns of anxiety, depression, uh, frustration of some sort, uh, anger issues, other issues. Where's the best place to go today as an athlete to seek help? Right. I mean, I think it just starts with a conversation now uh, it's, it's, it's mandated that every club has a mental health practitioner, a mental health professional on site. So I think that's where you start. It, things have changed now when you talk about, um, you know, can I trust this person? Are they going to tell the team? I think there's some people in place, you know, so players, you know, we talk about the pro league, the NFL PA, uh, the MBPA, right? Like there's so many places that we can go 
uh, for help. Uh, and, and then also, you know, there's a, there's a thing called Google as well. There's a thing called YouTube as well. Now it's a scary place, but you have to seek information. The information's out there and you have to be able to just weed through all the clutter and figure out who is who. But there's some phenomenal uh, resources out there for us. Our teams do a phenomenal job. Uh, the NFL, the NFLPA do a ph phenomenal job of really uh, setting up, you know, um, these platforms, uh, putting people in place that really can help not only the player, but also uh, the family. So the information's out there. And your podcast is one of those sources. You do a great job of having high level conversations, discussions, facing some really challenging topics uh, with I Am Athlete. For you, why were you motivated? You know, have so much else going on. What motivated you to create that platform uh, to discuss with some of the biggest names, different topics and issues that can assist not only the athlete, but the entrepreneur, the norm, you know, our, our normal population. You guys have, you know, uh, an ability. I always said, you know, when Evander Holyfield, who is a client of ours, you know, when he went on a PSA, right. a public service announcement and said, real men don't hit women, it meant mm -hmm. something, it made us all right. realize, right? And, you know, if I go out there and say it, no one's going to listen, no, right. no one they care. So, you know, for you to bring on these athletes to discuss these issues, I think has so much more of an impact. What was the impact or the idea that you had behind taking your resources and money to create this podcast, I Am Athlete? Yeah, we wanted something that was going to be real and authentic. You know, it's hard to get the, the, the real athlete now. You know, everybody has brands. Everybody has to protect themselves. So we wanted to create a space that felt like the locker room where the Cam Newtons of the world, the, the Wayne Wades of the world can come on and share their stories. I wanted to hear from Cam Newton why, you know, uh, did things happen the way it did in Foxborough, in New England? Is your shoulder okay? You tell me. Like, I want to hear from you. I don't want to hear from a person on the beat. You know, and Dwayne Wade, tell us about your, 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 your daughter you know, your son, now daughter, you know, talk to us about that. You know, how should we be thinking about that as men or having these conversations? So, you know, we felt like this was an opportunity for us to recreate the locker room. And it was one of those things where we didn't know how big of an impact it was going to make until it actually happened. The engagement around it is, is, is unbelievable. You, you talk about so many things that we've all done and, and me in particular, Playing in the NFL for 13 years, Showtime for eight years, going on eight years, um, FS1, uh, doing some cool things. Uh, but when I hit the streets now, everyone just comes up to me about the podcast. You know, I love your show. I am athlete because what I focus on is 70 percent evergreen. Like what are those topics that we all can relate to, no matter if it's men, women, you know, uh, high school athlete, pro athlete. What are those things? Mental health, marriage, relationships, uh, finances, like hit those things. So 70 percent evergreen and 30 percent sports and, and current events. And, you know, in that authentic podcast of yours, you you know, keep such an open mind, you know, you're really fair uh, in what the questions are, but you know, it's a really like-minded, open-minded attitude. How important is an open mind in all the things that you're doing? Because you really, I think are an iconic figure when it comes to keeping your mind open and helping other people. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what we need. That's what conversation is, right? Like we all come from different walks of life. We have different experiences. We can walk in a, in the same room uh, witness the same thing, the same event and have two different stories. Right. And you have to respect that. And, and people uh, need to understand that it's okay to sit down. 
hear the other person out, validate. That don't mean that you uh, agree, but validate where they're coming from and, and, and potentially compromise, right? Depending on what that relationship is. So, you know, you have to have an open mind. Um, and that's the only way to grow. You know, everybody is so different. You, you know, your way isn't the only way. You know, I, I think beyond that too comes the ability, if you've read Napoleon Hill, you know, think and grow rich. He's mm -hmm. traveled around right. the world to the greatest minds, the greatest open minds and got the greatest advice and kind of define success that way. Your I am athlete and even your business kind of has built this definition of success. What have you learned about success or how do you define success? Oh, uh, success for me, it's really, you know, it starts with figuring out what your purpose on this planet is, right? Like there's a lot of people that's super successful from a worldly perspective where, you know, they may have a lot of things, you know, crushing in a business, generating a lot of income, um, but they're really not walking in their purpose. I truly believe we're all here to make the world better. Like what is your why here um, and, and create a business there or go dive into that industry. Uh, so for me, success is one, finding your purpose and two, walking in your purpose uh, and three, uh, leaving the world better. Uh, and that's why House of Athlete is, is so important to me because, you know, I truly care about the mind. I truly care about the brain. And now I feel like the way for us to make the biggest impact in the mental health world is through performance. You know, there's so much stigma on the clinical side, but if we bring people in on the wellness side, start the conversation there, change the narrative, change the language from mental health to mental fitness, more people come in and they start opening up and you have to have those resources readily available on site. So if you come to House of Athlete, you know, we have mental health practitioners there. We do, you know, it's uh, essentially a group therapy called self-assessment. We call it uh, mental fitness. We have mindful mobility. So we block off an entire day on Wednesday where all of our athletes, pro athletes, youth athletes, um, everyday athletes, which is the gen, gen pop. Uh, it's like this day is for recovery. You come in here, you know, who are you talking to? We call it the Wendy program. You know, make sure that you are intentional in developing here. That's amazing. Last question. You know, obviously with the mind, body, and soul training that you do at House of Athletes and you talk about it, I Am Athlete, your podcast, uh, one of the key components, which I find to be the biggest challenge for professional, amateur, college, and just our general entrepreneur, business people out there is consistency. And no matter how much we have a great vision, a great intention, no matter our purpose has to be greater than our pain, but yet there's something about our mind that puts us in our own way and we can't stay consistent and it takes that consistency. Your whole five pillar program is based off of training and being consistent. What is one of the key aspects to be consistent, to be able to do something every day and to stick to it? Plan. Plan. Routine. Uh, I'm big on time blocking, right? So if it's not scheduled, it's not going to happen. You know, so all those things that I've talked about, those five pillars, train, fuel, uh, mental fitness, recover, try, you know, literally time block that. So if I open up my calendar, you know, all of that is scheduled from 10 to 12 every day. You know, that's my personal time. That's when I'm training. My lunch follows right there. Jumping in the shower, my lunch follows. So you have to plan out your day you have to time blocking time blocking is critical um i truly believe that is the key you know as an athlete and uh, you know going back to high school college even in the pros you're told what to do when to do it you have a schedule you have an itinerary so for 
dang, you know, 20 years of my life, I had an itinerary. But when I transitioned out of ball, you know, I had to recreate, I had to create my own itinerary. You know, when do I check my emails? This is new to me. You know, I was overwhelmed two years ago, you know, in corporate America now and getting, you know, 100 emails a day. It's like, wow, this is new. So it's like, okay, when am I time blocking at, right? Because that's important. Uh, uh, so like, there's a lot of things that we have to do to understand, you know, um, how to get to the next level, to the next phase. Well, you definitely are doing it, man. Not only are you, of course, a former NFL star, but founder of House of Athlete. You are the incredible podcast host of I Am Athlete. And most importantly to me, mm-hmm. you're an incredible advocate for mental and, and health, uh, mental health and wellness for everyone. And I know so many, including my own son, look so much up to you. And it's so important to me to have people out there like you to tell him that it's okay. Life isn't easy on and off the field, but if you right. do your best, you have your mind, your body, and your soul aligned right. and stay disciplined with a plan, uh, you can do anything you dream of. And you certainly are and have 